Welcome back to Rockstock Channel. We're going to start with our regular podcast soon with uh, Fast Markets Will Adams uh, next up, but we have one video coming up here, which is uh, a recording, an interview I did at the Benchmark World Tour with uh, Red Cloud, which was a co-sponsor of that event, which uh, summarizes briefly uh, my presentation called Lithium Rush 3.0 at that conference. And also, I took the opportunity to uh, meet with Benchmark's Andy Miller to uh, give a two-minute snippet of his thoughts uh, that he presented uh, in, in the morning of that conference. I also want to advertise, uh, for the first time, Roddy and I are going to do a Twitter Spaces, you know, a live conversation this Sunday, April 30th at 8 a.m. Eastern to talk about the quarterly activities report that have come out now from Alchem, Mineral Resources, uh, Pilbara, and uh, Core Lithium, as well as Tangxi and Ganfeng, and give a preview of Albemarle and Livens earnings coming up you know, the following week. The Q1 scoreboards, the April scoreboards will also be out. And lastly, some excerpts from an interview I did with Piedmont's Keith Phillips when I was driving my Tesla around Florida and uh, stayed over at his Jupiter, Florida home. That full interview will only be available in podcast format only on Patreon. Joining me now is Howard Klein, founder and partner at RK Equity. Great to see you. Nice to be here. Thanks for taking the time. Now, you did a presentation today, and one of the aspects of it is you talk about the North American lithium triangle. So can you explain that to us? Sure, yes. Everyone's familiar with the South American lithium triangle from Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile. So I've, over the last kind of five years, we've been doing work with Canadian assets uh, and North Carolina assets. So the North American lithium triangle spodumene uh, based is uh, Quebec, Ontario, and North Carolina. So in North Carolina, you have Albemarle, Kings Mountain Mine, you have Piedmont Lithium, you know, that's developing that. Um, and then in Quebec, obviously, you have the um, North American lithium mine that's just now started commissioning with Siona and Piedmont. You have the former bankrupt, you know, in the mask of mine that Livent is going to make a final investment decision about. You have, uh, you know, James Bay uh, from Allchem, and you have Critical Elements, um, and then you have major new discoveries like Patriot Battery Metals and Winsome Resources in, in the works, and a lot of exploration activity uh, supported in meaningful ways from, you know, flow-through financing from the Quebec, you know, and, and uh, federal governments as well. And then in Ontario, you have companies like Frontier Lithium, um, you know, Critical Resources is developing green technology metals and, and many others. But in general, you've had a lot of what I call, in Australia, most of the lithium is coming out of Australia in hard rock. You know, I call that crocodile rock. A <laughs> <laughs> good one. Okay. Catchy, I like that. Yeah, uh, so what you have is a lot of crocodile Dundee Australians, you know, kind of coming to uh, North America. Actually, in Piedmont, Tazo Arima was the first uh, such Australian, you know, to develop it in Carolina. But, you know, you've had Aussies backing, you know, Patriot and Winsome and a few other companies, Green Technology Metals uh, and Critical Resources um, in uh, Quebec and Ontario. So I believe that in Quebec, Ontario and North Carolina, you we can replicate 
what is kind of like Australia going to China conversion. So in North America, you need to build the conversion facilities as well, in particular for lithium hydroxide. Piedmont just announced today a definitive feasibility study for their Tennessee plant. Tesla actually is building a 40,000 ton uh, hydroxide plant in Corpus Christi. Um, Albemarle has talked about, uh, I think, 100,000 tons, you know, Megaflex plant, uh, Namaska with Livent, they plan to kind of go downstream. Um, and Sayana uh, wants to do their carbonate plant, you know, with, with Piedmont. So you're going to see, I talked a lot about in my presentation in aluminum, you know, the alumina and aluminum refining and smelting. Quebec, because of low-cost hydro, a very energy intensive business, you know, Rio Tinto and Alcoa, I don't know, there are 10 or 12 different alumina refineries and, and aluminum smelting. I think the same will happen in lithium. In aluminum, you, they have to import the bauxite, you know, in lithium, you actually have the hard rock here, but you're going to have these midstream uh, chemical plants as well built there. So we could see 10 to 15 new hydroxide hubs fed by the spodumene that's in the North American Lithium Triangle. And um, I put up a, a chart from the Piedmont Lithium you know, presentation, which just showed w with all the battery factories and, and car plants being built in America alone, I think you need between 650 and 750,000 tons of lithium hydroxide. Today, only 20,000 tons are being produced from Albemarle and Livent in North Carolina. So we actually have the skills here. In other places in the world where there are spodron rocks, you may not have the skills in Africa and elsewhere, so they're just going to be exporting it to China or some other locations. But um, outside of China, the greatest expertise in lithium are coming from two of the five major companies, which is Albemarle and Liven. So Piedmont's been drawing on that skill set locally, regionally, and I think you know there's, there's skills here in Quebec and Ontario that will be built and Beckencore is gonna become a hub. Thunder Bay, Ontario, you know, may become a hub as well for the processing facilities. And then there are some companies, there's a lot of exploration going on, so there may be some spodumene only stories um, and some of them may get bought, you know, merged together so there's critical mass. So there's there's a lot of, you know, we've got to find and, and develop, but I expect M&A activity to increase very substantially, both from within the industry and outside the industry, advanced projects and also smaller projects. So you're seeing Albemarle buying one of the most advanced, biggest Western Australian um, companies in Liontown in a hostile bid, pretty much, that's been rejected so far at a very high valuation. $3.5 billion valuation is 14% of Albemarle's market cap. At the same time, you're seeing uh, smaller uh, investments and smaller acquisitions happening with smaller assets. So it's going to be a very dynamic, very noisy industry. But uh, and the price volatility is creating, creates opportunities for investors, but it also slows down investment at times. So, you know, Tesla's cutting prices because they're not selling their cars as fast as right. they expected to, but that's feeding demand for lithium. Right. So with the North American uh, lithium triangle you're speaking about, and some of those companies you've talked about, we've interviewed Winsome, Piedmont, a few others, um, but you talk about the six sigmas, i.e. sigma lithium, that I believe is now in production out of Brazil and has been hugely successful. And there are others in that area in Brazil trying to replicate their process. So um, without picking favorites, which are the ones among those six that are the most advanced that 
look the most intriguing to you as an investment possibility? The Six Sigma is a is an economic. Business, it's a, so, exactly. Right, right. So yeah. I, I often create you know puns and double yeah. entendres and that. But they're regard. catchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works. So. Um, I didn't actually quantify six specifically, but there are probably going to be at least that many, if not more. And I definitely think Piedmont and Sayana with their building um, in Piedmont and Carolina, as well as um, you know the North American lithium asset and Sayana in Moblan has potential for that. Patriot and Winsome have potential. Frontier has potential. I think there's a lot of exploration upside in critical elements. Right right now, that's one project, Rose, but they've started to explore for the first time in a number of years. James Bay uh, of Alchem, I think, is sizable. Namaska is sizable, so that's probably more than six that I mentioned there. But again, these crocodile dundees, new discoveries are going to be made. This has been an underexplored um, mineral for a long time, and high prices you know, incentivize you know, exploration dollars, and again, supported by flow-through financing uh, that's available in Quebec. So Patriot just came out of nowhere. Winsome is coming out of nowhere. Watch this space. I think you're going to see a lot more discoveries made there. It's harder to drill and explore in those areas than it is in Western Australia. It's cold. You know, you have to do helicopter drilling and the like. So, um, but those who you've seen the success so far, it'll be far in the future before they're actually able to develop these assets, but this is a long-term secular trend that's, you know, 20 years at least. So, um, uh, yeah, so those are companies, I think, that will are poised to benefit in the North American Lithium Triangle. Great. And Howard, you've been at this, uh, focused on lithium for about 10 years now. So you're ahead of the curve. You're obviously having a lot of knowledge. So we appreciate you coming by and uh, let's do this again sometime. Thanks very much. So I'm here at the Benchmark World Tour in Toronto with Andy Miller, who gave a presentation earlier today. So we're just going to do a quick snippet, Andy. What's going on in the lithium market, like, near term? How soon do you think prices stabilize? Do you believe they start rising again? Really, we need to start financing this whole energy transition faster and a lot smarter. Uh, money needs to start going into strategic parts of the supply chain at a speed it's just not going in today, or else we're going to be left in a big hole. And I think if you look at this on a regional basis, um, a huge amount needs to be done, not just at a company level, but at a government level, to support the type of raw material extraction in particular that we're, we're targeting. You know, lithium has always been that barometer. I think we're, we're obviously coming off the very high prices that we saw throughout last year. There's probably going to be a bit more of a correction to come. You know, that there's, there, there's going to be a very volatile period over the next few years. But fundamentally, what you have to look at is what is the price that's going to sustain continued expansions in the market. And in our models, you know, that it means that the lithium market, when and if it does stabilize, will be at significantly higher levels than when we went into this price cycle. I mean, you're talking about, you know, high volatility to continue over the next several years. What do you, what's your sense, just in the short term, like lithium stocks are being hit, you know, but Alchem had decent, you know, forecasted next quarter, you know, pricing expectation very far from, you know, with China carbon spot prices. Yeah, I think in the short term, I think you are looking uh, Q3 into Q4 that you are going to see prices stabilize. I'm not saying the price is going to rebound incredibly quickly, but I don't think we can see the rate of fall off that we've seen over the past few weeks continue in the industry um, without there being some 
real repercussions in terms of availability. I think people are massively, in terms of the short term, massively underplaying the demand side of this equation. I think a slow start to the year has sort of given people a false sense of security in terms of what's going to happen. But when we look at the fundamentals of demand this year, the industry is going to struggle to keep pace. So I think you'll see that come through. It'll filter through to prices at different points, as we've seen in the last price cycle. But fundamentally, by the end of this year, I think you're going to see a market that's closer to being tight, you know, again, going into 2024. There was news this week uh, with the DFS and uh, any, you know, just quick snippet update, you know, while you're here on what's happening at Piedmont and your affiliated companies. Uh, yeah, exciting times at Piedmont. We had a, uh, a partner, Sayana, announce a DFS on Friday. The results are really good. Um, NAL is a producing asset, producing spodumene concentrate right now. It's been my view that um, this has been a spodumene duopoly since uh, Albemol, you know, paused Wajina and Pilbara paused Altura. And now those are ramping, but we now have three new spodumene coming online with Core, Yourself, and Sigma all at the same time.